Hello and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm Joe Anglis and for this episode we'll be talking about consumer expectations for staycations and the opportunities you can capitalise on for what was set to be a boom in the UK tourism market. As well as that, we'll also talk through what the market has in store for us through the summer and onwards. To help guide us through this topic, my guests have been working on a bespoke piece of research on the subject and we'll go through ideas and opportunities on how to make the most of the busier period. I'm excited to be joined by regular of the podcast, David King, who is our senior customer marketing manager, and Johnny Sim, who is joining us for the first time. And Johnny is one of our campaign and activation managers. Hi, David. Hi, Joe. And hi, Johnny. Hello, Joe. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. So before we kick things off on the subject, David, you're a regular on the podcast series, but for those who haven't heard you before, can you give us a little bit of an overview of what you do here at Bidfeed? Yes, absolutely, Joe. And thanks for having me on again. I feel like I've been in this podcast quite a few times, but I do enjoy it. So cheers. Um, yeah, so I'm David. I'm one of the uh, senior marketing managers at Bidfood. I'm basically responsible for helping our customers um, anticipate and kind of grow beyond the pandemic. We supply a lot of ideas and inspiration and, and basically develop a lot of different campaigns to help them take advantage of the, um, yeah, the opportunities that come up. Thank you, David. And Johnny, uh, as one of our campaign and activation managers, can you share a bit about what you do in your role? Yeah, of course, Joe. And um, yeah, great to be joining you guys here on the podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm Johnny. I'm campaign and activation manager here at Bidfood. Um, a lot of my role involves working on our promotional marketing campaigns. So ensuring that we've got the right products, you know, the best value available at the right times throughout the year, uh, linking in with our seasonal campaigns, making sure we're always providing customers the real value that they need. Um, I also manage our Safari Rewards loyalty program which is a great initiative that makes sure we're giving stuff back to our customers um thanking them for for buying from bid food so let's get straight into it if our first subject which is on consumer intentions welcome back so, David, can you tell us a little bit about the research you commissioned and what you found out from it? So, yeah, thanks, Joe. So the first thing to say is that we worked with a market research agency called Savanta, and we commissioned a, a big survey of just over a thousand people from their own research panel. What we did was we conducted the survey from the 9th of April, basically through to the 26th of April, um, and we learned a load of really interesting stats from it. So essentially, the kind of really main things that I want to cover over this podcast is that Staycations are going to be huge over the next year. It's not just going to be a sustained piece just for the summer. It's going to continue to grow and it's going to continue to be something that we see. Um, so what we've done is we've basically highlighted a few really key points and we want to talk them through with our customers to make sure they can see the opportunities. The really key things to say, top line stats, is that 84% of consumers have either booked a UK holiday or intend to book one, um, which really highlights that kind of general shift towards a more UK-based holiday this year. Um, there are still concerns around safety, new variants, quarantine regulations that prevent people from um, booking overseas trips. Around a th over, well, just over a third of consumers are now really nervous about that. So that's a really interesting one. Really interesting to see as well that average spend for the UK holiday is slightly higher than before. So unsurprisingly, 61% of consumers have never felt the, more of a need for a break and 60% really want to treat themselves on holiday. So we can really see that how many consumers just can't wait to get out there and can't wait to treat themselves. So ultimately, paints a very encouraging picture for the market, I'd say. And then, Johnny, is there anything else that you've seen in insights that you could add to what David has said about consumers? 
Yeah, so there was a really interesting webinar from the guys at Mintel um, the other day, which was looking at COVID and food service a year on, um, looking at kind of the slightly longer term shifts that we're kind of seeing. Um, and one of the key things I took away was that, you know, staycations isn't just going to be a short term fad just for this summer. Um, many of the behaviors and trends that have been adopted through the last year, you know, people taking up going out for walks all the time or cycling or any other new hobbies and like gardening and, you know, even like the, the concepts of remote working and things, these things are kind of were forced by lockdown, weren't they? But um, we're starting to see that people are incorporating them into their lives more. And it's not just, um, just for lockdown, if you know what I mean. Um, and I think staycation is going to be one of those things as well. So um, I think it's 37% of domestic holiday makers are planning to take more staycations when this is all over and we're back to normal, whatever that means. Um, but you know, it's, it's certainly something that's going to continue in popularity and obviously people have almost been forced to take it this, this last year, but I think people are therefore going to enjoy it more, see amazing places that the UK has to offer and probably explore them a bit more going forward. So, David, obviously, there's been so much talk about the word staycations over the last few months. But where in particular do you see a boom in this happening? So, yeah, everywhere in short, Joe, although the shift to British holidays looks like a temporary one, we will see a boom everywhere. So we are seeing that, you know, the next kind of year and a half is going to be really busy with staycations and it could potentially tail off then as, as countries open back up. But we see, you know, beach locations, large hotels have both really um, increased in appeal to UK holiday makers from before the pandemic, you know, ac across the kind of um, the coast of England, Wales, Scotland, everyone's really seeing a benefit there to bookings already, which is great. Um, the main reasons for this is that people want to change the scenery and to relax. They're the top motivators for UK holiday makers. Um, if people are looking to go away, the main reason for that is sunshine and hot weather, apparently. So again, not, not really a surprise there. So yeah, you know, coastal areas are going to see a massive amount of growth but we're also seeing quite a lot of um, inland growth too so um, expect if you're a leisure venue a hotel a pub a restaurant wherever you are um, to see an increase in traffic we're going to see kind of more remote getaways you know we talked about camping and, and glamping and those kind of things those type of breaks will see good traffic country pubs holiday parks leisure leisure activity um, all of these kind of things are going to get a share of the pie so it's really important that if you're an operator at the moment and you're seeing a few bookings go up it's really important that you drive them and then you're obviously ready for them when they come so yeah hopefully some really profitable volumes are going to be are going to come to us all and I, you spoke about like being people wanting to well, they're feeling a bit trapped at the moment in working at home and stuff and I actually saw an article recently about how people are taking longer holidays but then working like a week or so as part of it but they just want to do that so like it's a, a new location um do you see anything in terms of like hotels or where or wherever adapting to to support people wanting to work potentially as well yeah it's a really good one actually i think a lot of hotels and a lot of um pubs and and basically cafes are really kind of setting themselves up now as as places to work too because you know virtual working is something that is very present now and i think this ability now to take a longer holiday 
and work from a place, well, you know, and actually not actually book it as holiday, but have, you know, a few days before the holiday and a few days after to kind of recharge and get into a different workspace is something really interesting. It's definitely something we're seeing people place to adapt to, whether it's, you know, hotels offering, you know, better working working spaces, whether it's pubs actually letting themselves have those uh, those deals. You can work in them all day for, you know, free Wi-Fi, tea, coffee, a meal, all that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, some definitely, uh, that's definitely something we're seeing in scope. Great. Thank you, David. Next up, we'll be talking about the opportunities on the horizon for operators. Welcome back. So based on what we've heard so far, it's safe to say that there will be opportunities to capture increased consumer spend this summer. But David, can you take us through where you see the best opportunities are for operators to cash in? So premiumization is something we're going to see really come to the forefront. So eating out to treat yourself is the number one reason consumers are eating out at the moment. Premiumize your menu options to make things appear more of a treat. And as an operator, you can generate extra cash this way. We're also seeing obviously outdoor dining is something that is definitely going to be in growth. So 57% of consumers say if the weather permits, they'd always prefer to eat outside on holiday, um, which is really interesting. So, you know, maximize your space. I think this is something we've been talking about for a few months now and well, ever since outdoor dining kind of arose for us, it's been a huge one. Um, health and safety. So health and safety and cleanliness is now the most important consideration. Um, and it trumps the quality of accommodation for UK holidaymakers, if I can say that. Um, this has now overtaken location cost, which is mad really, isn't it? That, you know, as a consumer, you're more, you're going to prioritize health and safety, um, you know, sanitization, all that over um, location and cost, or it would have seen that way. But now it's, you know, it's fair, it's completely rational. So, you know, if you're an operator, making sure that you are, obviously abiding by all the different rules but you're also kind of um yeah advertising those out then next up i guess is things like um encouraging further booking so offering flexibility further down the line there's a lot of um there's a lot of consumers who are still worried about booking so it's important now that you offer flexibility you know cancellation policies um change two-thirds of consumers will only consider the booking if those policies are in place and then i guess another one to consider is selling everyday part so selling people are really going out and um, eating more than they used to when when they're going out you know people are so pumped to get back um into the industry so it's really important that when you're there and as an operator you can actually offer as many day parts as possible to generate cash to tempt them in um and things like breakfast are an opportunity but also things like lighter lunches to appeal to more um and kind of make sure that you know you get a consumer coming back you know breakfast lunch dinner um as many times as possible really that's great. And Johnny, what products do you see being really key for operators then? Yeah, so we've actually done quite a lot of work on this um, as part of our Celebrate Summer campaign, um, which is one of the campaigns that we've launched at the moment throughout May, June and into July and August as well. Um, and it's all about helping our customers obviously get back to celebrating the summer again, which we haven't been able to do for a long time. Um, and part of that, we've picked around 300 key products great deals, loads of ideas and how best to use them. Um, customers can find that in their latest copy of our Marketplace magazine at the moment. Um, but some of the key themes um, I think are really important. Um, first up, best of British. So tying into that kind of staycation theme, uh, the popularity of, of traveling around the UK, what better time to actually celebrate provenance. Um, so using more local produce, um, exploring products from UK suppliers or just adding some, you know, British classics to your menu, um, hopefully help you embrace the best of a British summer. 
um, when everyone is going to be traveling around the UK for their holidays. And kind of on top of that, there's opportunities, I think, um, for things like afternoon tea. Um, is there anything more kind of quintessentially British than, you know, afternoon tea, cream tea, um, and all, all the trimmings around that? Um, and we've got an amazing range of products that suited to that, um, including plenty of Prosecco and Fizz to uh, help you celebrate properly. Um, we've also got afternoon tea week coming up, I think, in August, which is another thing that you can tie into your menus, get theming around that and just kind of use that as a, as a way to get involved. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's a really good way to celebrate British produce. Um, equally vegan, you know, people are always talking about vegan and, you know, sometimes, um, you know, even though the, there's only, I think, less than 2% of the population of the UK is actually vegan, it is predicted that by 2025, um, that'll be a, a quarter of the British population will be vegan or vegetarian. You know, that's not actually that far away now, is it? Um, 2025. So we're seeing this increase um, on, on the popularity of vegan and vegetarian products and menus, um, not necessarily just for vegans and vegetarians, you know, more people are trying it um, and just reducing their overall meat and dairy consumption um, for, for a variety of reasons. So we've got um, a really strong range of vegan products available through Bid Food. We recently launched um, the V Kitchen, which is a great collection of, of basically all our vegan products, um, all showing you how to use them, inspiration and ideas. So that's all available on the Bid, Bid Food website. And it's a strong part of, um, of our Celebrate Summer campaign as well. Um, and I say another actually really key area of, of products um, to include is um, no alcohol and low alcohol. Um, so whether it's because of, you know, moderation and kind of increased focus on, on wellness, but um, the low or no alcohol market is really starting to grow a lot more. I think almost a third of UK consumers are planning to drink less um, than they used to pre pre-COVID um, and so making sure you've got those kind of options available is, is really important to help people you know celebrate how they want to um, for example we've got uh, just launched Clean Co um, which are a really great range of, of products um, I think they've got like a gin a rhubarb gin uh, a rum and it's obviously very low alcohol content um, to kind of replace those classic alcoholic drinks. Um, we've got great deals on them as well. So those are kind of three, three kind of key themes, I think, that are really useful products to focus on. Just to kind of add to what Johnny said there, I think we've, we've really seen the kind of, you know, Monday to Thursday, no and low alcohol um, kind of drink, you know, drinks coming through a lot. And then vegan on that, um, I saw that we recently did a piece with uh, Matt Tebbett, Saturday Kitchen's host, um, and him and our chef Martin did a big V Kitchen cook-up um, for our Bid Food Kitchen. It was filmed live, but you can still watch the recordings back on our website. And it was really, really good to see those two, actually. I think Matt Tebbett was quite surprised about all the quality of the vegan products, given that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't that keen from the start, let's say. <laughs> No, and he uh, made sure he ate all the food, didn't he? So, yeah, she clearly enjoyed it. Um, so, and other than that, Johnny, what ideas do you have to maximise the opportunity for the summer period? Yeah, that's another real key part of our Celebrate Summer campaign, looking at how to make the most of the opportunities that are clearly going to be here this summer because of all the reasons we've just talked about, um, how best to help 
our customers celebrate it. Um, and we've got loads of ideas and inspiration online. Um, if you head to bidfood.co.uk forward slash summer, there's loads of stuff there. But some of the key points I would say, um, I think David mentioned it earlier, but investing in your outdoor space. Um, we all saw throughout April how willing people were to sit in a rainy beer garden just to be able to drink a pint. Um, and obviously people with outdoor space have, have really benefited. Um, but if you have got it, make the most of it, you know, invest in, in heating and coverage. I think 75% of consumers have said that they'd be willing to eat outside through the winter um, or have a drink outside through the winter um, if, if there was heating and if it was covered. Um, so people obviously like the experience of it, um, not just on your summer holiday, like David was saying earlier, um, if you can make your, your outdoor space kind of cozy and have nice lights and all that sort of stuff that makes people want to post it on Instagram, then, you know, people are going to be attracted to it and you're going to get free advertising for, to entice people to, to come and visit you as well. So that's certainly an important thing to consider. Um, I think refining your menu is another option. So I think David touched on it slightly earlier in terms of premiumization. We saw quite a lot of menus from, um, from restaurants be a bit more restricted through lockdown for obvious reasons. Um, and 70% of consumers were kind of happy to see limited menus. Um, but I think on top of that, you've still got a significant proportion of people who are, who are looking for new flavors, new trends and new foods. Um, over two thirds of people would pay more for dishes that are difficult to make at home. Um, and over half would pay for more ethically sourced ingredients. So it really is kind of quality over quantity for most consumers. Um, I think, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of people learned to cook maybe for the first time or started to really enjoy cooking as a hobby through lockdown. Um, and so that point of difference those meals you can't necessarily cook very easily or those ingredients you don't get so easily that's the way to you know really entice customers to to to, to dine out and probably spend quite a bit more as well um another point i would say as well is just embracing occasions to celebrate we haven't had much opportunity to celebrate have we <laughs> over the last year and there's a big pent up kind of list of things and everyone's missed and cancellations and all those celebrations we've not been able to do there's a big backlog um so 82 percent of consumers are going to visit restaurants or get takeaways to ta celebrate one of them special occasions um but you've also got things like sporting events you can encourage social eating and drinking around that um and other key calendar events to, to celebrate this summer so think national fish and chips day is coming up soon in june obviously there's the start of the european championship um which is obviously a great opportunity for for pubs and things like that we've got great products like pretzel burger buns in the shape of a football little tweaks like that to your menu just makes a little difference i think we've actually got a really helpful timeline on the on the summer website on bidfood.co.uk showing upcoming events um that might have opportunities um, to kind of get involved with or to, to feature on menus. Um, and I think just finally, um, looking at more ways to be sustainable, 25% um, of UK consumers have stated that the environment is now a higher priority for them since the COVID outbreak. Um, 
think it was a it was a reset moment for a lot of people, wasn't it? You know, a chance to reconnect with nature, understand the impact we have on it a bit more. Um, and I think that's going to have a lasting effect. And forty four percent of people are actively looking for more information about sustainability. And I think that really highlights the importance in consumers' minds when they're making like you know their purchasing decisions. So if you can think about that as an operator and shout about your credentials that you do have, it's a really attractive thing for, for the customer. Thank you both for your time. There's absolutely loads of insight to digest there and so many opportunities to take advantage of too. Our full white paper report, which we collaborated with the research agency Savanta on, is out now. And we also have five mini guides highlighting the key opportunities, including specific advice for leisure, travel, hotels, pubs and restaurants businesses. All of what we discussed is available on our website, bidfood.co.uk forward slash staycations. But before I wrap things up, I just want to say thanks for joining me, David. Thanks, Joe. And thank you, Johnny. I hope you enjoyed your first time on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much, Joe. It was a pleasure. Great. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening. If you're new here, we have loads of episodes filled with advice and tips for guiding you through this pandemic and beyond. So make sure you subscribe to hear what we're doing next. If you're interested in learning more about how BidFood can support you grow your business or how you can become a customer of ours, make sure you go to bidfood.co.uk. Until next time, goodbye.